Today we have two very important lessons, one from Paul and then one from Jesus. We're going to begin with the story about Paul from Acts. Paul has gone to Athens. Paul, who was, who received the Holy Spirit, who was changed and transformed, became this great advocate for Jesus, telling everyone about the work that God had done through Jesus. And it took him out beyond Jerusalem, beyond Israel. And he planted churches all over. And at this point in the story of Acts, Paul has made it all the way to Athens. And there in Athens, Paul does not simply go around in quiet places and planting little churches. No, Paul actually goes to the Areopagus, which is a great word. The Areopagus, if you've ever seen Athens, you know that on the top hill, you've got that great, great, huge building, the Parthenon. You've got that overlooking a little hill that we call Mars Hill. And that is the Areopagus. And that is where the intellectuals of the day, those great Greeks, would gather together and would debate ideas. They had the luxury of intellectual pursuit. And they used that luxury very well. And Paul, who was extremely learned and well-educated, decided that he would tackle these great Greeks and bring to them a new idea about God, a new idea about divinity. And so Paul steps right into that fray and says to them something that I think is very clever. He says, you Greeks, I have gone all over Athens and I have seen lots of little altars and temples and places where you have acknowledged the divine. And I noticed one that you had tribute to an unknown God. And in that moment, what Paul is really saying is that the Greeks are pragmatists. Effectively, anytime they see anything divine, they're going to do something because maybe that's the real God or the strongest God or the most important God. And just in case they didn't catch every single God, they're going to do one to the unknown God just so they can check every box they can. And Paul says, your seeking of spirituality is good. You know that God is real. You know that there is divine out there and you want that spirituality in you in a real way. And I've got the good stuff. I've got what you really need. I have got the truth. And the truth is that the unknown that you seek can now be known. Paul goes into this fray, into the most intelligent people in that world and he says, I can give you the truth. This is very powerful, this spirit of truth. Because our spirits also understand what it means to seek after God. We can all feel a little restless at times, especially in a crisis like we're in now. A crisis that becomes like a dull hum, constant all the time. We too can feel restless. There's a famous saying, our hearts are restless until they rest in God. That kind of restlessness is something that the Greeks understood, that Paul understood, that we understand. And Paul said then, just as we say now, God gives us the opportunity to rest. In God, in that spirit of truth, we can find rest. Which takes me to the gospel lesson. <clears throat> Today's gospel lesson 
is one in which Jesus proclaims that once he is physically gone from the world, he will send another advocate to be with the disciples, to be with all of his followers. And this is critically important because Jesus is that very first advocate. Jesus is the one who goes forward and is the advocate, the defender, the truth teller to the disciples. And once Jesus is physically gone, he promises to send another advocate. Now that word advocate is pretty profound. Paraclete in the Greek really does mean one who defends. Now, we often have images of the Holy Spirit as something sweet, right? A dove or a warm hug. But really, the way Jesus uses his language today, the Spirit is a lot stronger than that. That advocate, that defender, in almost that legal sense, makes me think of a lawyer. Now, I could tell you so many good lawyer jokes. I have decided not to, but it does cause for me to think of a TV show I have recently discovered. Now, I know like many of you, while we're in quarantine, we give thanks to God for many things, but I definitely give thanks to God for streaming services like Netflix and Amazon. I love them. And one of the shows that I have discovered, my wife and I have been watching is The Good Wife. Y'all watch that show. It's an older show. It's not even on anymore, but it is so good because to me, it kind of redeems law it redeems the good of an advocate to look after their client's best interest over and over and over again. That idea in this show is repeated. And for us, it is actually a pretty good idea, a way for us to understand the spirit. Spirit is not just something nice. The spirit is our defender our advocate, the one who has our best interest at heart. When we feel spiritually restless, we can find rest in God through that advocate, through that spirit. And in this gospel lesson, Jesus brings up the idea of an advocate and then says something else that I think is quite profound. We will no longer be orphans because the advocate will be with us. Orphan is quite a challenging word. Orphan seems to imply that we would be alone otherwise. I mean, an orphan is one that is unprotected, undefended, and alone. And Jesus uses that image very powerfully here to remind us that God never leaves us alone. That the presence of God's spirit is one we can rely on to be with us every step of the way, to defend us, to have our best interest at heart. And here's what I thought today. With this talk of advocate and spiritual restlessness, the Holy Spirit is not just some disembodied idea, but the Spirit actually comes to us in some very tangible ways. Now, the Spirit comes to us in very tangible ways, many different ways, but there's one I'd like to focus on today, an idea of the Spirit that comes to us through holy friendships. Holy friends is an idea I learned about years ago from a professor at seminary. This idea of holy friends was described by him, and I quote, as friends who challenge the sins we have come to love, affirm the gifts we are afraid to claim, 
and help us dream dreams we otherwise would not. We're going to pick that apart because I think it's important. These holy friends first challenge the sins we have come to love. We are all physically separated in many ways and likely will be for a while disconnected physically from the people who help support us, who love us, the people we love and enjoy being around. And while we are physically alone, we can kind of begin to lose ourselves, lose our tether, lose that anchor, and we can begin to do things that are not good for us. We can scroll through social media at infinitum. We can be totally washed over by news reports that ping us emotionally in many different directions. We can allow ourselves to succumb to the fear that we are told not to succumb to. None of this is good. Friends help keep us from losing ourselves, but holy friends do something even more. Holy friends sit with us when things are not okay. Holy friends remind us that it's okay not to be okay, that things are not fine, that our world is stressful, that many people are anxious and afraid, and a holy friend helps hold us in that moment and doesn't let us stay there. Holy friends are like that truth advocate present physically with us, and we need them. Second, holy friends affirm the gifts we are afraid to claim. Now, I don't know about you, but it does seem like quarantine has given a lot of people a lot of time to do stuff they may not have done otherwise. I look back at periods of our collective history, and I see that when crisis hits, a lot of change happens, and change is happening both individually and corporately. I see the individual change all the time. I see people baking at home like they have never baked. And if I see another picture of sourdough online, sourdough is like the breakout star of quarantine, I swear. And I love it. I see people sewing face masks when they have never sewed before, giving them away to strangers who need them most. I see people riding their bikes together with their families, waving to neighbors, decorating their front doors or their front steps in order to bring cheer to people that they may never meet. In many ways, we are changing individually, and some of those ways are very good. When we affirm the gifts that we have that we may not have wanted to use or may have been afraid to express, our holy friends are the ones that affirm us, that egg us on, that give us that support to change for the good, to accept and own those gifts and to give those gifts away. Third, Holy friends, help us dream dreams we would otherwise not dream. This is a big idea because, as I said, change is happening. We are in a crisis period and change will happen and change can be for the good. Change is not only going to potentially be bad. We can be part of the change that is very good. Our world is going to change, and the time for change is now, and we can be part. We can help nudge. We can help tweak and mold and influence. What our world was before now was not good enough. Status quo and normal was not okay. Inequality 
insecurity, the pain that our neighbors experienced just because of our cultural lack was not okay. We can help change all of what was wrong. What problem did you think was just too big? What issue did you think you could never impact? What box had other people put you in that you do not fit? There are so many things in our world that can change for the good. But that good change only happens when people of faith, when people of vision, with people who have affirmed their God-given gifts, put them to use together. The moment of change that this world needs is right now, and we can be part of that change. Jesus has given us an advocate. We have a defender and a guide, someone who walks with us every step of the way to help us change. We each have this advocate inside of us, that spirit of truth inside of us. We are no longer orphans because God never leaves us alone. And God's presence comes to us through one another. God loves us. God guides us. And God saves us from ourselves. God surrounds us with amazing holy friends. They are there waiting for you. Find those holy friends. Listen to those holy friends. Be a holy friend. And we will all be changed for the good. Together, with God's spirit inside us, anything is possible. And now's the time. Amen.